Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's good? What's good, Los Angeles? Hey, it's me, Casey Diaz, your host at the Shot Collar Podcast. I hope that you're um, sharing this podcast with people. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> hey, they keep giving us so much stuff to talk about that we're going to go ahead and, well, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> but let's start with this right here, because this is a hot ticket right here. I'm not a fan of hers. And uh, I would say this, and she probably has heard that, but uh, I wish a lot of luck to Harry. Because he's going to need it. <laughs> Don't you just miss? <laughs> Don't you just miss the Trump? Don't you just miss this president? I mean, this president didn't, you know, this was a president. This was a president of presidents, man. I miss the guy. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> he called it long before it ever happened. And um, <laughs> and then, you know, well, I watched I watched the the whole interview with my wife and my father-in-law. It was one of those things that you kind of like don't want to watch, but you're going to watch it anyways. And then you're going to, you know what's going to take place, right? You just know what's going to happen. And surprise, surprise, <laughs> exactly what you thought you would um, watch and hear on an inter interview like that uh, took place. Uh, so <laughs> you, it's not quite a surprise after all. But um, <clears throat> it was, it was, uh, Quite hilarious to me that a billionaire is interviewing a multimillionaire or millionaires, and uh, they're going to talk to the public about how rough it is to live in a palace, <laughs> you know, and it's and how, uh, how, how you know the hardship of uh, being catered to and. And just, you know, the brutality that goes on behind these palace walls. Man, ain't nobody feeling sorry for you. I'm sorry. Ain't nobody. Nobody. Oh, let me let me let me rephrase that. Nobody with a brain is feeling sorry for you. Nobody with a brain is feeling sorry for Megan. OK, nobody. Now, if you have a brain, you're not feeling sorry for that. You know, this is someone. This is someone that that has lived a pretty decent life, uh, and then it gets even more awesome <laughs> because what girl ends up in a palace, marrying an actual prince, and then comes out in public, shames a family, right? And uh, and and this race thing, man. We're dealing with so many concepts here. Because we're dealing with a cancel culture, right? Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But we're also talking about, uh, we're also dealing with the issue of race all over again. Because I guess, well, I guess that, you know, because that's the ticket to to go to. That's the car to pull out. You know, that's that's 
that's uh, if you don't get it your way, well, then that person's racist and that community's racist and we're all racist. So America's racist, uh, according to these people. And now I guess they're kind of done with America being racist. So now they're going to go on and uh, now the Brits are racist. Anybody buying this? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody out there going, oh, um, yeah, yeah, they're racist. Yeah, the Brits are racist. <laughs> it's so stupid, man. Get a life, man. And I mean, well, apparently you do have a life, but you want people to feel sorry for you. And it's this victim mentality that they play, you know, come on, man. A billionaire is interviewing multimillionaires and they want us, they want us, they want the regular people to go, oh, wow. I feel your struggle. You think somebody in Guatemala, in some village out there, you think some somebody in Guatemala is going, oh, I, I, I'm with you, Megan. <laughs> I'm glad you understand my pain <laughs> while, while I'm living here in a hut. You know, And not that everybody in Guatemala lives in huts, so relax with that one. I'm going to catch it before anybody, you know, let's say El Salvador, whatever. You know, same difference. <laughs> But nobody's buying it. Nobody who's actually really gone through that type of hardship is buying it. And what, this chick didn't know what she was bearing into? That's another thing, right? Like, it just took you by surprise? <laughs> Come on, man. It's ridiculous, right? But this is the kind of thing, and, and young people will watch stuff like this, Propaganda like this, because that's what it is. They'll watch pro propaganda like this, and young people that are ill-informed and won't do their own research, right? They're going to fall into this stuff, and they're going to believe it. Because, oh, wow, I knew there was something funny about the palace, you know. <laughs> and right away, um, uh, Harry's brother came out and uh, shared something with us, and, uh, you know, um, here's what he said as he's walking through a, uh, a children's uh, school or something like that. Check this out. <laughs> Sir, have you broke? Um, have you spoken to your brother since the interview? No, I haven't spoken to him yet, but I will do. And and can you just let me know? Is the the royal family a racist family, sir? Yeah, we're very much not the racist. Family. And you know, his brother says we're very not. Uh, a, uh, a racist family, Prince William there. But that's that's the propaganda, man. You know, you're you're uh, if uh, if you want to get away with you know a certain thing in your life, or you want people to feel sorry for you, you're gonna pull that race card. And uh, somebody was racist against you, and I guess apparently uh, <laughs> uh, America has uh, like you know. <laughs> now we want the British uh, to uh, to be smeared with that label of being racist. And let's be honest, people. Let's be honest. If you were to see Meghan Markel out there, she looks more Hispanic than she does anything else. And I know that she's half white, half black. But let's be honest. And when she says in this interview, you know, people like us, she's telling Oprah, people like us, right? In other words, uh, 
people that are black. You know, and she totally forgets that she's also white. People like us, you know, like they view us. Dude, if I saw you on the streets, homegirl, I would have thought you were either Hispanic or full on white. That's what I would have looked. That, that's what I would have uh, uh, thought you were. That was my phone. Um, let me write this note. Turn off your phone while doing a podcast, Casey. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> but if I were to see homegirl out there, if you were, let's be honest with ourselves, right? If we were to see Megan Markell out there shopping at the Americana or, you know, at the Grove, and you didn't know nothing about her, you would 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 your mind like straightway go, oh yeah, she's she's definitely uh, black. She's 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 African American. No, you no you wouldn't. It, that would not be the case. So, like, but there's that victim mentality. There's you know uh, uh, boohoo me, and I feel sorry for homeboy man. I I really do. Like, like I really feel. Sorry for Harry because, man, you got took, homeboy. You got took. <laughs> and, and uh, wow. But that's the culture that we're living in. This is the times that we're living in. And if you're, you know, the, 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 the woke, the wokeness, <laughs> the wokeness, get out of here. It's, most of you, most of you are still sleeping. What are you talking about? No, we're woke. You're getting up at 11 o'clock in the morning. That's like somebody's, <laughs> that's somebody's dinner time. Somebody that woke up at four in the morning, that's their dinner time. Oh, but you know, I've been woke now. I'm I'm woke. Yeah, okay. Still in your, in your dad's garage and you're woke. Get out of here with that. You know, but that's the thing that they're trying to push, and if, and if we allow it, people, if we allow this 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 narcissist way of thinking, and and this just it's just baloney, dude. If we keep allowing these little people to 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 get on, and everybody gets on these these bandwagons, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Every, every, the Brits are racist. The Brits are racist. Get out of here with that, man. It's so it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And then we have, and it's the same culture, right? Same the the, the wokeness and the cancel culture. It's the same team. It's the, you can't separate. And the racist, the wokeness, and the cancel culture. It's 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 an unholy trinity, if you will. It's what it is. You got how many people have they canceled already? I mean, they they've canceled people. Now they're can, they've canceled uh, pancakes, right? <laughs> like they've canceled the syrup. <laughs> it's so it's ridiculous, man. They canceled syrup. They've canceled Mister Potato Head. You know, green eggs and ham is canceled. And here's the thing, you know what they tend to forget. What they tend to forget is that when they start canceling stuff, they cancel the pillow, right? 
when they start canceling stuff that we actually like, guess what's going to happen? It always backfire, backfires on them, right? The second that they started messing around with Mr. Pillow, the pillow guy, every person that actually has a job and actually shops with their own money, does not wait on a stimulus check, doesn't, you know, they actually wake up in the morning and try to make it happen for their families. Those people, us people, when you start to cancel stuff, guess what's going to happen? It's going to bite you in the butt because all of us that actually work are going to support those things that you try to cancel. Case in point, Dr. Seuss was canceled. And I open an email and I see that bookstores across America can't keep up with the order, the mass order of Dr. Seuss books. They can't keep up with the orders. Because guess what? When you cancel something, when they cancel something, we're going to respond. Remember when they tried to cancel the pillow guy? And they did, right? They canceled the pillow guy and a bunch of companies uh, took them off their racks and, you know, whatever. And then TikTok went bananas. TikTok went bananas and all these conservatives, all these Republicans, all these Christian people went and supported the pillow guy and made videos of them buying everything that this guy had. They were just purchasing pillows for no reason, just because we could. And I, I remember seeing videos of the, the pillow guy um, uh, in stores and shopping carts filled with nothing but pillows and items from Mr. Pillow, the pillow guy. See, they forget that we're the working class. They forget that we can actually go shop and actually purchase and actually really support businesses that we deem dear to us. They forget that. You know, and they, they've, canceled so, they've canceled so many people that now that they're, can, they're canceling animated cartoons. Cartoons. So the next one on the chopping block is the skunk, Pepe Le Pew, because according to them, uh, it's a it's a it's a sexist uh, cartoon. You know, this was my generation. I remember watching this cartoon when I was a little kid. Not once, not one time, in my little five six year old brain, while watching Pepe Le Pew. Did I think, you know, hey, that's how you grab a chick and and you pull her in and you kiss her? No, not one time. You know what I thought? I thought that was funny. I thought it was a cartoon because it is a cartoon and it made me laugh. It, it had humor. And that's all I thought. I didn't think one for one second. Oh, you know, you're going to grab a girl and you're just going to pull her in and you, you're going to kiss her whether she likes it or not. That didn't happen in my brain, not one time. And I think that that didn't happen in anyone's brain while watching that cartoon of Pepe Le Pew. But here we are in 2021 on a podcast <laughs> talking about Pepe Le Pew on the chopping block getting canceled. You see how ridiculous this is? Do you, do you understand how ridiculous this really, I mean, 
It's ridiculous. And then, <laughs> oh, you, oh, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. <laughs> I still got some time here with you guys. What's the next one? Can anybody guess what's the next cartoon they're going after? Take a wild guess. Take a wild guess. <laughs> and this is an actual thing. You can Google it. And, and you're going to see how this cancel culture, <laughs> who they're after now. Man, they got rid of Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they've they gone after. It, it's just insane. And it keeps getting crazier and crazier, right? Because the soul is never satisfied. <laughs> I heard that somewhere. But guess who's the next one on the chopping block of the cancel culture? He's a little mouse. I don't know. Some might say he's a rat. Some might say he's a mouse. He's got a sombrero. He's got a sombrero. And uh, he's kind of fast, kind of fast. He's got a Spanish accent. And if you're guessing Speedy Gonzalez, then you're actually right. You're actually right. If you guessed Speedy Gonzalez, you're right. <laughs> Is that crazy? It's it's crazy, man. So um now they're after Speedy Gonzalez, man. <clears throat> and social media is one of the things that social media uh, that I actually enjoy are the comments on some of this stuff, right? <laughs> some of this stuff is <laughs> indeed hilarious because all uh, all of a sudden, once uh, they mentioned Speedy Gonzalez, the Hispanic community came out <laughs> in droves, and they said, <laughs> they said, you know. They're about to deport Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the funny part is that now it's like, are they going to cancel them? Because if they do, they're gonna, they're gonna, it's going to be an uproar around this camp in Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and march for Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> what are they going to do then? <laughs> they start trying to deport Speedy Gonzalez. It's so stupid, man. It is so stupid. This, man, this is so dumb, man. But, you know, <laughs> these are the people. And here's the thing. This, these are the people in power of social media, of the government. <laughs> A bunch of, bu bunch of baby criers, man. I mean, it's, you know, uh, I, I don't know, man. It just gets crazier and crazier. By the moment, you know, like, what are these people thinking, man? Are they, are they, are they, are they out of their mind? I mean, so what are we going to do? Well, I think adults uh, have to rise. I think adults have to. 
really um, be adults now. You know, the other thing here in California is uh, Gavin Newsom. And he came out on on uh, on the podium inside Dodger Stadium. <coughs> and he sounds pretty concerned about him being uh, unseated uh, from his... Uh, gubernatorial gubernatorial uh, duties um, it's time for him to go it's time for him to go but uh, he, he seems he seems a little distraught uh, as as the days as the days draw closer um, and he knows he smells it I think he smells it. I think he smells um, uh, the fact that he, he's going to be no longer a governor. I think I think so. Now, here's the thing, though, man, that this guy. Here, let me see if I can find a clip for you guys. Let me, let me see if I can find a clip. Because... He's and he calls everybody. He calls everybody that that that's you know in disagreement with him. He 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 has some some colorful words um, about people that don't agree with him. You know, um, uh, it's like they. They live a lie, and they actually believe the lie that they live in. And this is, but this is Gavin Newsom. Check this out. of his political career and in tonight's speech he tried to defend his handling the pandemic as well as promised all Californians a brighter future. I'm speaking to you uh, from Dodger Stadium, transformed from the home of last year's World Series champions into the centerpiece of America's mass vaccination campaign. Instead of delivering the state of the state to legislators up in Sacramento, Governor Gavin Newsom chose Dodger Stadium, a symbol of success in the state, as a virtual backdrop this year. Instead of fans in the stands, we see nurses in PPE saving lives one injection at a time. The stadium also a somber reminder of lives lost here in California to the disease. The state is nearing 55,000 COVID deaths, nearly the same number of empty seats at the stadium. 54,395 Californians who will never be forgotten by family members and friends nor by the health care workers who bore witness to unimaginable tragedy. With recall efforts underway in a vaccine rollout riddled with issues, Newsom tried to defend his handling of the COVID crisis. Watch this. We were the first state, the first state to issue a stay-at-home order, which helped us avoid the early spikes in cases. Today we have the most robust vaccination program in the country. Think about this. California now ranks sixth in the world for vaccination distribution. The governor didn't mention the recall or the approximately two million signatures collected or the fancy dinner at the famed French laundry that outraged many struggling Californians, but did admit to making mistakes. We've made mistakes. I have made mistakes. 
but we own them. We learn from them and we never stop trying. He also highlighted some of the heroes of the pandemic, such as healthcare and grocery workers and parents. He said he's... You know what, this, this, this is the thing, and I wish I would have put a different one out there for you, because this is very different from another one that I heard um, uh, online. And in that one, he, has, he actually does say something about it, and it's the same interview, but... This news station decided to edit that out and makes it sound like, um, well, you could tell that they're very friendly for him. Um, but listen, if you haven't, if you haven't, if you haven't gone out there and signed that petition to remove this this cat, you need to. You need to do that quickly. Um, I know that 1.9, a, li a little over 1.9. Signatures have already been um, their legit signatures, and people want this guy out of his governor's seat. He's no good, and he needs to be out. So, hey, we need to do something about you know um, how the structure of our leadership is not just in California but everywhere in the United States. Um, something. Wrong is in the air. We all know what it is, and we need to really do something about it. Remember, the culture, the cancel culture, right? Everybody's screaming the racist card. The race card is out there, right? I mean, it's it's. it's <laughs> How about ownership? How about nobody owes you anything? How about life doesn't owe you anything? What happened to those things? Well, we're in a different time and space, apparently, and everybody's a victim, uh, or at least a very large group of people are always victims, and um, in need of, you know, a hug. <laughs> it, it's um, I, I just look. I speak my mind, man. I don't. I, I always have. I always will. Um, I, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't caress stuff that that that's nonsense. Nor do I put up with it. But I think that uh, adults have to stand up and uh, and do something about this 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 nonsense. You know, and I think we need to do that as fast as possible. Hey, listen, if you're out there, I want to thank. Uh, the 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 new people on board that have decided to support this podcast. Uh, some of you know who you are. Thank you so much for your support. If you haven't yet, we need your support. So hey, how about this? How about you go online, go to kcds.net and become a monthly sponsor. It's very easy. Go to kcds.net and on the podcast icon, click on that. It'll send you to the to the podcast and there you'll have a support button that you can click and then you could have three different ways to become a monthly sponsor. We would love for you to join this this uh this uh this type of bandwagon and help us continue to bring you uh news, alerts, interviews. Hey, we're a podcast about everything. Everything that's common sense. I like to say that. 
And uh, and if you feel like giving, if you feel like supporting a different way, an easier way, um, you could always do that. Uh, you could always go to PayPal. And on PayPal, uh, you could add my, uh, my email, which is kcdiaz72 at gmail.com, kcdiaz72 at gmail.com. And you could give an offering uh, uh, or of any kind. And listen, whether you give a buck or two or whatever you give, whatever God puts in your heart to give to support this podcast, man, we appreciate it. We are thankful for it. It doesn't matter what amount it is. Um, we, we are grateful for whatever God places in your heart to give us. So um, please do that. Um, we love you. We thank you so much for always, always supporting us. And share this podcast with your friends. I'd love for you guys to share this podcast with your friends so we can spread the news and spread some common sense on the toast, on the morning toast, you know, some common sense. Hey, till next time, you know what I always say. Keep Jesus first. <laughs>